0: Hello, this is AJ and welcome to Hello, this is AJ, and welcome to the Effortless English Show, episode 5, episode 5 of the Effortless English Show. Ta- Today live from Kyoto, Japan, from our apartment in Kyoto, Japan. I'm in my little living room right now. <laughs> okay. So live as always, here we are. As usual, let me check our connection, make sure everything is working, and then I'll start the show. So let's take a look. Is it working? da 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 Is it working? Is it working? This is the part of the show we call, Is It Working? Is it working? And it is working. So, let's continue. As always, let's uh, begin with our code, our mission, and our values. So, the code, the mission, and the values of Effortless English, of the Effortless English community, family, club, all of that. All right. First of all, our code. Our code is simply how we act. I don't even like to say the the word rules. It's just how we agree to act with each other, towards each other number one we do the best we can so when you are learning English you do the best you can will you be perfect of course not I'm not perfect when I speak English I'm certainly not perfect when I write English I make mistakes sometimes you will too but just do the best you can And anything you do in life English your job your family your anything your fitness and health whatever it is do the best you can in the moment Second part of our code, we do the right thing. What does that mean? It means we, we're, you know, we're nice to people. Right? We don't cheat. We don't steal from people. We don't uh, say mean, bad things to people. Uh, you know, we, we basically are friendly and nice to people. And then number three, we show each other we care, and that means that we're not just nice, but we're proactively friendly and helpful. Proactively means. We actively say nice things to people. We compliment people. We encourage each other. So it's on Twitter or on our forums or on Effortless English Facebook or just between other members chatting with each other. We're positive and, and complimentary to each other. We encourage each other to be stronger and better. We show that we care. That's our code, our code of conduct for the Effortless English Club the Effortless English community worldwide. We also have a mission, which is the deeper purpose of Effortless English. Of course, the very basic purpose is to help people speak English powerfully. That's the surface mission, uh, the most obvious part of the mission. But our our mission is also deeper. So our deeper mission is to explore new opportunities for growth. To bring confidence, vitality, and happiness to people all over the world, and to boldly go where we have never gone before. Now, let me just talk briefly about that. First of all, the rhythm of that comes from from the uh, one of my favorite TV shows, Star Trek. But I changed the words uh, just because I I liked it, and um, I kind of like the Star Trek. Uh, mission, but it didn't quite fit what I wanted to say, so I changed the words. So explore new opportunities for growth. It just means we're always growing. And by growing I mean learning. Right? So we're always learning, always learning. Doesn't matter your age. If you're 5 years old, 50 years old, 95 years old, doesn't matter. While you're alive, you're growing and learning. Right? That's the basic difference between life and death. When we're dead, then we have plenty of time to Not be growing, not be learning, to be just peaceful and calm all the time. But while we're alive, we're always learning, always growing and learning. Bring confidence, vitality, and happiness to people all over the world. It means we're contributing to the world, right? We're giving something to the world. We're we're helping people in the world, other people in the world. Bringing confidence means we help other people feel stronger, not weaker. Right? A lot of people try to get success by pushing other people down by making other people feel weak or bad. We do the opposite. We bring people up. Certainly my personal mission, I want you to feel stronger, and I hope you also want other people around you to feel stronger. Vitality means energy and health and fitness, uh, because uh, if, if we're going to live happy, successful, interesting lives, then we need to have some physical energy. And happiness, of course, is quite obvious. We want people to be happy, so we do what we can to bring more happiness to more people. And the final part of the mission, to boldly go where we have never gone before. It means that we, we go and we find new challenges. We don't just wait for things to happen to us. We actively go into the world looking for new challenges, new opportunities, new things to explore, new ideas to try. So that's our mission. That's the mission of all of Effortless English, it is my personal mission and please make it your personal mission as well. And then finally our values, our values are just the the, the principles, the values that we uh, devote ourselves to that we feel are important. Number one is devotion to the mission, the mission I just said. It means that we're loyal to that mission, that that mission is our purpose and that we work hard for it. Number two is enthusiasm, enthusiasm. Uh, you know, an excitement for life, an excitement for learning, right? We're not just uh, always just bored and tired all the time. We get excited and passionate about things, about being alive. Uh, constant and ever ending improvement is the value number three, which is also stated in our mission because it's so important constantly learning, constantly improving. Not per- ever perfect, of course, but always learning and improving, learning and improving. Uh, number four, our fourth value is contribution. So again, that means that certainly we are trying to achieve success for ourselves and to do what we can to help ourselves, but we're also contributing to other people. That might be our family, might be our friends, might be our team at our work, uh, in our company, uh, it might be our local town or community, it doesn't matter. Just contributing to other people. Number five, self-reliance. Self-reliance means that we are responsible for our own lives. Right? It means that uh, we don't blame other people for everything. We don't wait for other people to give us things. Right? If we want success, then we are responsible and we do what's necessary to become successful. If we want health, we don't wait for someone else to, to make us healthy. We do what's necessary to get healthy. We are self-reliant. We rely on ourselves first. Yes, you can always get help, but that's part of self-reliance, too. It means you don't wait for someone to come and help you. If you need help, then you go ask for help. Value number six, persistence. Persistence means you keep going and you do not quit. You just keep going and going and going. It has this idea of consistency, too. You just keep working and working every day, every day. Not stopping, not stopping, not stopping. Now, it doesn't mean... For every single part of your life, it means for the parts that are important to you. For the parts of your life that are most important, you're persistent. You don't give up. You don't quit. And finally, value number seven for our community, positive leadership. Positive leadership. So it means we're all leaders, right? Because we all can give and show a good example to other people. By living these values, by living this mission, by living this code, you become a leader automatically just by how you live your life. And in a positive way. right? It's not the kind of leader where you're telling people what to do. Do this, do that, and you're being mean to them. Not that. Positive leadership means you're leading because of who you are. People want to listen to you, want to follow you, because of who you are. And those are our values. Alright, I'm gonna check our audio one more time, make sure it's working. And once and it seems to be working. And so let's move on. All right. You listening? Okay. My wife Tamoe is listening. She doesn't want me to show her on the video today. <laughs> so I won't. That'll be nice. Uh, so just me today. Yeah, it's just me today, in fact, so uh, no guests today, unfortunately. Uh, Let's go to Effortless English News. Effortless English News! I'll talk about my personal travels in a minute. First, let me tell you what's happening in the world of Effortless English, which also includes Learn Real English and Business English Conversations. Uh, Well, let's see. What what are we doing? Uh, First of all, I am uh, still working on all the... The new courses, I, I mentioned that uh, we have a presentation course coming and originally planned for February. Surprise, surprise, it might be late. <laughs> Anyone who's been in Everettless English for a while knows that when we launch a course, I can take these off actually. When we launch a new course or a new website, it almost always takes longer than I want it to or than we plan. Uh, there's always some programming problem or some little delay or something because what happens is when we're doing these courses you know several people are working on them and uh, they're just you know problems come up so we might might get that presentation course ready by the end of this month but probably more like March now the programmer is working on the website so we're making Progress. The course is finished. Right now, we're just waiting on the website. So this this is the part that always seems to take the longest. You know, I get my part finished uh, on time usually, the the, the lessons, uh, but then it's waiting for the programmers to do their job. It just seems to take longer than uh, than I ever want it to. I'll keep you updated about the uh, presentation course as I know more, as I hear back. Uh, Actually, you know, so this course, I did this course with uh, my friend here in Kyoto, uh, Aaron. Aaron um, is an English teacher, he lives here in Kyoto as well, which is interesting, and I actually met him uh, before I even started Effortless English. I met him many years ago, and uh, we kept in touch. I finally decided to do this course, uh, and to make this course together. So, Aaron is in charge of getting the website part done. And uh, I'm in charge of the logo. In fact, I've got to choose our final logo and get that all finished uh, this week. That's my job. But he's he's working with the the website designer. So we're just waiting for all this. The website designer is working on, the, cor- on the, the site. So little by little. Little by little by little. As usual. What else is happening in the world? Oh, I know what's happening in the world of Effortless English. Something interesting. I had an interesting idea today. So, this is maybe useful because uh, for anyone who is, uh, you know, uh, maybe a business person out there, or just who has a, a big project or a dream—it might be an artistic project or just anything that where you want to be creative or try something. Uh, there's a process for this, right? So my, the process for me is usually I start with my journal. I write in my journal every day. I just write my ideas usually an hour or more every day. I go to a coffee shop and I just write. And just whatever ideas come into my head, whoosh, I write them. Today I had a very interesting idea. And uh, I might follow up on this. I might pursue this idea because I like it. And the idea is to do, to create an intensive leadership program. Uh, only for effortless English members. and In fact, only for our VIP members. Be- because I... I realize, you realize I'm sure, that you know this effortless English family we have, this community with all the effortless English crew everywhere in the world it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger it's growing right there are a lot of people out there in many different countries and uh, all online and there's no way I can personally lead this massive group you know I, I can do this show and I can do things but we also need leaders just just leaders who are part of our community people like Bear Bell people like Julia who were guests on our show already and I started thinking well maybe I should create a very intensive very tough in fact leadership program kind of what I imagine as the ultimate the, the, the most powerful leadership program I can imagine and to create that and to offer it just to our members, just to people who really seriously want to not only learn English, but to really become strong leaders in our effortless English community and then in other parts of their life. Might be, this would be a good program maybe for teachers anyone who's a teacher, who's working with people, anyone in a company, anywhere, really, any role where you are trying to be a leader, want to be a leader, need to be a stronger leader, even just in your family. So this program, as I'm thinking of it now, and this can change. I was talking about this process of coming up with ideas. This is the first part of the process. I just come up with ideas, and then, of course, oh, as I think about it more, these ideas will change and evolve until I eventually decide yes I'm going to do it and then I'll take action. So I'm not there yet. I haven't totally decided if I'm doing this or not. But I just thought I'd share it with you all and see if there's if you guys are interested in it. So my idea is again like an ultimate leadership program and by ultimate I mean intense. I mean one full week live with me. And I mean intense. So I'm, I mean not just sitting and, and listening to me lecture. I mean I'm going push you and challenge you physically and mentally and emotionally because you know my style of leadership what I think is the most important is to kind of be a leader based on who you are not just knowing some tricks and some techniques right most leadership programs and books they teach you techniques I can teach you NLP techniques for example of how to use language and and other things and persuade people to do things, um, but those kind of techniques will only get you some results. They will help, but to be a really strong leader where people really listen to you and where you can really help create strong positive change, it has to come from kind of deep inside, and that comes from being challenged and pushed and going outside your comfort zone, becoming uncomfortable, doing things you thought you could not do. That's how your confidence really grows. And then those techniques can become quite powerful. So I'm thinking of developing a program. It would only be for a few people. It would not be for everyone because I would make it very tough. And by tough I mean physically tough because I think that physical energy and strength is an important part of being a good leader. Because if you're kinda weak and tired, it's hard to be a leader, so there would be a physical part. You'd actually have to pass a certain physical uh, standard to get into the live, intensive seven-day training. And at that seven-day training, we'd be doing—you know—I'd be doing some kind of intense, kind of strong, you know, physical workouts with you. Not not too crazy, but just you know, you'd you'd be a little uncomfortable. It wouldn't be easy. And then I'd also be teaching you public speaking and teaching skills and you'd be practicing them and doing them in more and more and more difficult situations with a little with more pressure more pressure it would be very long we would have a very long days so maybe you wouldn't get quite as much sleep as you want anyway I'd, I would think up a lot of kind of tough challenges so that by the end of that week you come out and you have changed you've grown and you really feel at a deep level that you're personally stronger and more confident and also a much stronger leader. So I'm thinking of doing that, there would be an online part to it, maybe a, a several months before the live event, and you'd have to complete some assignments. And then after you, if you completed all those assignments, then you could come to the live event. And then if you completed the live event completely, then I'll probably make a page on my website and have a list of all the people who have completed this program. And I imagine you know, it's probably going to be expensive too, I'll just be honest with you, it'll, it will be expensive because it's seven full days somewhere, maybe Thailand. Um, so seven long full days intensive. So it's not going to be cheap either. So, you know, I imagine it would be a very small group, maybe one to ten people at the most, I'm guessing. So anyway, that's this is the kind of new thing I'm thinking about. We'll see. Uh, I'll let you know if I decide to... Uh, continue developing this idea. All right, uh, let's see, other effortless English news. Uh, I continue working on the story for the movie that I'll be shooting, hopefully shooting the movie this year, the new movie. Um, So right now I'm just working on the outline of the story. I have a a rough outline for the story, but I'm making some changes to it. you know, writing for me is probably the the most difficult part of it because when you're writing a story, you're you're just it's coming from nothing, right? You're looking at an empty page and you have to <laughs> make this story. It's the the toughest part of the process for me. Same with the mini stories, even, even though they're kind of funny, crazy stories. It's that's the hardest part is just thinking up the story. <laughs> um, so anyway, that that's the the new course, that course won't be ready until next year. A uh, course that will be ready sooner is that AJ Live course, My based on the little documentary about my event in Hanoi last, uh, well, last month, about last year, December. And I have the rough edit, the first edit of that finished. I'm focusing on writing at the moment and I'll come back and I'll do another edit of that film and then I'll start working on the course in probably the next couple months. So that's it. And the final part of Effortless English News today, we are going to San Francisco. So I might be able to get Kristen and or Joe on this show as a guest. And for you, for you VIP members and ACC members, uh, when we do teleseminars, I'll probably be able to get Kristen and Joe on those teleseminars, too. So you get to chat with Kristen and Joe a little bit. Uh, Probably starting in March, I'm guessing. hmm Okay. The next part of the program, oh, let me just talk a little about what I'm doing personally, some of my crazy stories of life and just what I've been doing, and then we'll go to the Twitter questions, which is I know is your favorite part. So um, let me just check, make sure... Okay, yeah, it looks good. All right, everything's still working. I just like to check sometimes because I want to make sure the technology is working. You can hear me. Okay, so what have I been doing personally? Uh, I just got back from Chiang Mai, Thailand, where I did a photography workshop with uh, a guy named Adam Morelli. Adam Morelli is a uh, professional photographer who lives in New York City, and he does photography workshops around the world, different places in the world. I think each each month he does a workshop somewhere in the world. He, uh, his favorite places to do workshops are in New York, where he lives. In Italy, I think he does m- the most of them in Italy. He's been to Venice. I think he's doing one in Florence, Firenze, uh, soon. And, uh, and then he does, I think he's done one in London, and he's done one in Japan. I did one with him in Japan and then in Thailand recently so i'm uh, i'm learning photography because uh, i want to use photography in filmmaking right now my video making skills my filmmaking skills are very basic very beginner level so just slowly i'm trying to learn more about photography and use some of that knowledge when shooting videos and also i'm just enjoying photography as a as a hobby too so i went to chiang mai took a bunch of pictures uh, adam taught us some things, you know, how to get better lighting and what to look for, what makes a good picture, what makes a not good picture. Not very good. He's a, he's a very good teacher, so I enjoyed that. And I got the other people in the workshop were very fun, very nice people too. Uh, three very nice Thai people and a couple of Australians as well. So, And uh, what else am I doing? Oh, we're, since we're going to America... I am signing up for lots of seminars and workshops in the United States. One thing I like about uh, visiting the United States is the fact that there are so many seminars and workshops and trainings. I think this is a strength in America that there's so much continuing education for, for adults on almost any topic you want. You can find somebody who's teaching a workshop and sharing their knowledge and sharing their experience. And it's fantastic. I love it. It's so interesting. It's fun. So, let me just talk about some of the things I'll be learning this year in the United States. Some seminars I'm going to. I signed up for one called Seal Fit. And this is a fitness workshop. Three days. And it's run by a former Navy SEAL. The Navy SEALs were these—they are these uh, elite military guys in the United States military. They're super, super, super tough. And uh, I'm going to go there and learn more about, you know, some of the SEAL ideas about fitness. You know, how to get stronger, how to be, get more endurance, more stamina, more strength, and more energy. It's three days. I imagine it's going to be extremely difficult, and I'm going to be super sore and super tired by the end of it. Uh, I'm going to train for it so that I don't totally kill myself uh, during that weekend, that long weekend. Also, I have signed, or I will be signing up for an outdoor survival course. Actually, I think I'll probably do more than one outdoor survival course, as I mentioned this last episode that i really getting back into hiking and camping, and I'd like to learn more about outdoor survival. It just means, how do you survive if you get stuck in the wilderness? You know, maybe you're, you get lost and you're stuck in the woods for three days. Can you survive for a few days on your, by yourself? Or maybe a storm comes and a bunch of snow and you can't get out. You know, do you, do you have enough knowledge to, to live and survive until someone rescues you or until you can get out? And it just sounds fun to me, too, honestly, just interesting. So be taking a few survival, outdoor survival courses. Uh, and I will probably take an NLP course, an NLP practitioner course. I've studied NLP on my own a lot, but I've never officially taken a practitioner certification course. I studied with Richard Bandler uh, last year, one of the creators of NLP. NLP means uh, neuro-linguistic programming. It's a success psychology system. Tony Robbins uh, uses it. That's the main thing he uses in his teaching. Uh, A lot, a lot, a lot of uh, successful coaches and teachers and leaders use NLP techniques. So I studied NLP with Richard Bandler last year, but it was, uh, I took three different courses with him, but they were not the practitioner course, the kind of foundation course. They were different courses. So I'd like to take the practitioner course. It's kind of the basic foundation course for NLP. Uh, I'll probably do that in the United States this year as well. And uh, I'll probably do a bunch more too. Uh, my friend Kristen in San Francisco always finds interesting classes and things in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, in fact, we're doing an animal tracking course with her, Tamoy and I, uh, in about four weeks. We can learn to look at their look at the the footprints of animals in the in the ground and you can tell which animal it is. Follow them. Grab them. (laughs) Maybe not grab them. (laughs) Um, So anyway, I'll let you know if I learn anything interesting. Usually all the interesting stuff I try and learn, I use it for future VIP lessons. So when if you're in the VIP program, you benefit from all of my learning and studying and experimenting because whenever I try something, and I like it, and it's interesting and useful, I'll usually use it to create a new VIP lesson, so probably towards the end of this year, you'll be getting some interesting lessons based on my new experiences. Mm -hmm. And that's enough of talking about me and what I've been doing. Let's talk about question time! It's Twitter question time! I need a little, you know, like in real uh, talk shows, they always have little jingles, you know, little songs for each segment. So if if you're a musician or something and you want to make a little um, recorded uh, jingles for the different parts of my show, that would be great. <laughs> Send them to me on Twitter. <laughs> right? We've we got the Effortless English News, Effortless English Success Story, A Guest, My Life of Adventure, Question Time and continue improving. Those are the segments so far, so question time! So instead, you get to hear me do these strange voices. Let's go to Twitter. So to ask a question, go to my Twitter account and type in your question, put it in. All these questions will start showing on my Twitter page. There are too many for me to answer all of them live right now on the video but I'll answer the interesting ones. So it pays to ask an interesting question. All right, let's take a look. See what we got. Okay, there's gonna be lots of them I'm sure. Question time. Okay, Bell, our guest in episode four, two weeks ago. Uh, Support your idea to create an intensive leadership program. Good, count me in if it won't be so expensive. Uh, We'll see how expensive it is. I don't know yet, but I'm glad you like the idea. Uh, okay, Muskan88 says, Hi, sir. I feel satisfied with your learning tips, but I want to ask you how to enhance, enhance, improve uh, confidence when speaking. <laughs> well, that is what Power English is about, my Power English course, which is on our homepage, EffortlessEnglishClub.com. That is the focus of much of Power English. And... The new presentation course coming, maybe this month, maybe next month, is totally focused on that. Just in more for public speaking, but it would the techniques will work in for conversations too. Um, So your question, there's so many answers to that question. I mean that that's why we're making these full courses because to develop your speaking confidence it requires training right you, there there's not just some little trick you can oh just do this and now suddenly everything's changed there are several things you need to do and you need to do them consistently you know each day practicing them of course i would say start with power english the power english course and just listening to power english every day doing what i say to do in that course you know i talk about shoulders back chest up anyone who's has those lessons, they know that, because beginning of every lesson, I say, shoulders back, chest up, smile, use your energy. Do all of those techniques as you're listening, because that builds your speaking confidence. And then, of course, keep going, keep going, and your, your confidence will build. So it's, it's a process. And use the psychology techniques that I teach in the VIP program or in Power English as well. Right, I, there are these powerful psychology techniques and methods that I teach, these success psychology methods in those lessons. So yes, you're learning English, but make be sure you use those techniques in your own life too, because those techniques are what build your confidence. It doesn't happen in one day, it takes repetition, 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 but after six months of that daily repetition, it seems like nothing's happening, and then suddenly you feel a change happen in deep inside. So, so it's daily training over time, using those techniques in Power English and the VIP program. That's how you build your speaking confidence. All right, let's go see what other questions we have. Okay. Uh, oh, this is okay. Interesting question. Okay, Max Gualtieri. Sorry if I can't, first of all, these are Twitter names, so I don't know how to pronounce any of these names, but let's say He says, hi, AJ, I have an idea. Why not create the Effortless English Awards? Hmm, interesting. Can you imagine? The best presentation, the best impersonator, the best speech, the best leader, the Effortless English 2014 Awards. I kind of like that. That's an interesting idea. Hmm. Yeah, that would be interesting. Hmm, good idea, and I'll think about it. Uh, could be like the uh, the Academy Awards, right? <laughs> but but we have to. It would be really cool if we did it somewhere in person, right? Everyone could come, but that's kind of expensive. But who knows? We'll see. All right, uh, here's a good practical question, which I will answer because it's practical. Alki Swani Isa asks, where can we get the text of the podcasts? Hmm. Well, the sad news is you cannot because there is no text for most of the podcasts. Um, yeah, most of the podcasts have not been transcribed. Some have and those are usually sent out in, you know, as part of the email, the seven rules newsletter. You eventually will get some of those. Um, but most of them don't. However, this I forgot this this reminds me of something I forgot to mention in the effortless English news part. Another idea I had recently was a I don't know the name I would call this, but let's just call it a basic club membership. I was thinking I could develop a a very basic club membership. Some people don't want to pay the VIP membership in the beginning, it's thirty seven dollars a month. So I was thinking, but they would like something maybe just very basic. They just want the text for, um, you know, podcasts or the text to this show, the Effortless English show, the, the transcripts. So I thought maybe I could create a very basic program, a very basic membership, and you would just pay like $6 a month, something like that, very low. Uh, because I do have to, I have to pay for these transcripts. I I don't type these myself. It takes a long time, and it's it's actually not so cheap. Um, kind of expensive. I have to pay someone. They listen to the audio and they type it out. And uh, I could do this, however, and create a very, like I said, a basic. We could call it the Basic Effortless English Club Membership, something like that. Basic membership, and uh, each month you pay like six bucks something like that, 6 or $7, and and what you would get each month would be the text for all of the, every, sorry about that, for every Effortless English show, and maybe for some of my uh, older podcasts too, eventually I would do that, so you'd get basically four or more hours of text, so you get the audio for free, right now, or on YouTube, and on the podcast, but then... Some people, they would like the text so they could read along, listen and read at the same time, be sure they're learning all the vocabulary. So I might do that. I'm thinking about it. Again, if you're interested in that, let me know. Tell me on Twitter or on Facebook and might give that a try. All right. Very good. Good question. Let's go to the next question. What do we got? Let me take a drink while I read the questions. Hmm. Got an NLP person here. That sounds interesting. Bz Alexon um, asks AJ, "Have you got any anchors for your effortless English shows?" Let me explain what that question means first. This is an NLP question, and let me explain the meaning of the, what an anchor is in NLP, and then I'll answer the question. So in NLP, an anchor—it's—it's. It's, It's an action or a sound. It's something you see or hear or do, a movement, that is connected to an emotion or an idea. And what you do is you kind of program it. You do it again and again and again and again so that when you hear that sound, you automatically feel a certain way. Let me give you an example for this so that it's more clear. For example, a simple anchor would be a theme song. I have a theme song when I do my VIP teleseminars. This is definitely an anchor. I play a song, it's it's by, um, who is it by? Wolf mother I think it was in uh, one it was in the hangover movies actually it's called Joker and the thief it goes... Mm-hmm. that is an anchor for me and an anchor for the audience. What does that mean? It means that every time I hear that song I get myself excited right I did I consciously do this I try to do this I'm programming myself so I I play that music and then I jump around and ah, and I do some, I do a certain move. But for me, it's this with my arms, like like a fist that Tiger Woods kind of ah, right. So I get myself feeling super strong, super enthusiastic, super excited, super confident, super powerful, as I'm making the same exact move every time when I'm feeling strongest, and I'm hearing that song at the same time when I'm feeling that very strong, powerful, positive emotion. So what's happening then? By repeating it again and again and again, I connect the song and this movement to the feeling of being powerful and strong. And because I do that again and again and again, and I've done it many, many times, now when I play that music, automatically inside, I feel excited and strong. Or whenever I do this motion, even without music, just do this motion, I, I suddenly feel much stronger and more powerful and more confident. Just by doing that motion I can make myself feel strong and powerful and confident. I can change my emotion. And why would I do this? Why is it useful? Well it means then it gives me a tool, two tools, uh, a sound, a song, or a movement, this, two tools to change how I feel and to make myself feel suddenly very powerful. This is quite useful. For example, when I'm giving a public speech, it's time and from you know, in one minute I must go out and speak to 3,000 people, a huge audience is waiting for me. What if I feel tired? What if I had a bad night the night before and, oh, my, my energy's kind of low? What if I'm feeling a little nervous? Whatever. Or distracted. And I but I don't want to feel that way. I need, I need to feel strong and confident and powerful before I walk onto the stage. So what can I do? I just start rah, I start doing this and immediately I start feeling better. And then what else do I do? I always tell the organizers of my event play that same song when I come onto the stage. So as I come onto the stage to speak, that song is playing And immediately and I'm just ah and I'm doing this and then I feel strong and powerful and confident. Yes! I feel great and then I give a great speech or a great presentation. Right? I'm not, it, it doesn't happen by accident. I programmed it many months before and now it's automatic. Now I can use this tool this anchor. Anchor is the technical term, a psychology term, an NLP term. I can use this anchor, this movement and that song to change how I feel, to feel powerful and strong anytime I want. That's why we do it. That's why it's powerful. I also do this with my teleseminars with VIP members so that when I start the teleseminar usually they're excited and I'm excited when I start. So now what happens well when the audience listens when the vip members and the acc members hear that song they start to feel a little more excited right i'm creating an anchor with them so whenever they hear that song it's connected to me it's connected to the positive feelings of the teleseminar and so now they start feeling stronger and better and happier as soon as they hear that so when we start the cells, so when we start the teleseminar they're all feeling more positive, more strong. That's an anchor. There are many ways we can use actions, we can use movements, sounds, words, certain words, a certain tone, many different things we can do. And so the final part of the question was do I use these in this effortless English show? Uh, not so much. I haven't been consciously doing it now. Um, but. I'd like to. That's kind of what the jingles are too. I'd, I'd like to maybe have a, uh, a custom song that we could start each show with that gives a feeling of excitement. And I could even help you guys create an anchor. We could create one together so that I could tell you, you know, make a certain move. Maybe this move, just because I it's my favorite. Uh, and then we can all do it together so when we start every show, we all start feeling more strong, more powerful, more positive automatically. And we could train it every week, every episode. And then whenever you need that, you could use it. So, good question? hmm Let's go to more questions. Let me just read some more questions. So again, i answer any questions on Twitter. On the show, on our website, you know, I have I put a Twitter feed, a Twitter box underneath the video. So, And at the very bottom of that, it says, Tweet to AJ Hoag. So you can actually send a tweet to me right from that same page, if you want. Okay. Okay, this is a good question. Okay, Ty, Ty Sierra <clears throat> asks, <clears throat> excuse me, let me, a little water. Tai asks, like, "Sorry, I keep j- moving the computers, jiggling around here. Stop, okay." <laughs> she asks, "What do you think makes the ep- makes efforts English so different from other communities who teach English? Well, I would say it's the code, the mission, and the values is what makes Ever. our method is different." although some people are copying it now. Um, But what really makes a difference and what makes our community totally different than anyone else, even the people who are trying to copy us, is that we have this deeper mission and code and values. That's why our community is so much more positive. right? Because all of you, our whole crew, the whole effortless English effortless English crew. And by crew means everybody, even if you're a fan and you're just doing the email course, you just follow me on Twitter, you've, you're a member, you've bought some courses, you're a VIP member, you're in our VIP program, or all of those things. Whatever level you're at, you're still held together, you know, by the code, the mission, and the values. That's why on on our Twitter page, positive. Every comment I get, uh, people are sending me you know, tweets, little uh, messages and questions, lots and lots and lots. I almost never get a negative one, almost never. I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. This is very unusual. If, if you probably know, if you go to other Twitter feeds, other people who have Twitter accounts, look at the comments they get, lots of people write some kind of nasty negative things It's not nice most online forums same thing go there there's always several people leaving negative comments they're insulting people trying to start arguments and fights doesn't happen in effortless English because of the code the mission and the values that's why and because of the code the mission and the values we're all helping each other we see each other as a team so that yes you want to improve your english and you also want to help everyone else in the crew in the family improve their english also you give encouragement to other people and they give encouragement to you in our community and of course i do the same it goes all ways that's what makes us special yes we have a special method you know we we have all those seven the seven rules that you learn in the seven rules email course. And then, of course, the whole psychology side, the fuel of the effortless English engine, that's very unique. Uh, mo- that makes us special too. And then it's all held together by the code, the mission, the values. So, you know, so we, we we have a a deep purpose, and that's what makes us special. And I'm very happy about that because that's not just me. That's not just some technique. That's deep and powerful. Okay, good question. Let's see. Okay, Anne from Poland has a question about children. Uh, My question is, do you think a six-year-old child should start learning English as a second language? The word should, I'm not sure about because It depends, you know, um, it depends first off if the child has kind of an interest in it. Um, I think you could introduce them to English in the, the kind of most fun way possible and see if they like it, see if they enjoy it. And by fun I mean games, cartoons, baby books, that kind of thing. And if they seem to like it, and they might, then you could continue, but I would say at six years old, you don't want to push them. you don't nothing academic, don't make it unpleasant, uh, because even in their own language, they're not being pushed too hard at age six. you know <laughs> it's only first grade. But uh, I think certainly, you know you can start at any age as long as you make it light and fun, light and fun. The main thing I would say, for for a small child that you want to do is is to create a strong, positive emotion connected to English so that they think of, they feel good about English. They feel, oh, English is this positive, fun thing. I love it. That's the best thing you can do for them when they're very young. That will help them for many, many years because then they'll enjoy the process of learning it before the schools try to destroy them. And if you want to, you know, if there's an, if you feel like it's very important, you could do more intensive things, like have them play with, you know, English-speaking children, or find some more intensive course. As long as it's fun and light for them, it's fine. So that's the key thing for children. Don't don't ruin it by making it unpleasant for them, because then. They're not going to learn much, and they're going to hate it, and that's going to hurt them for the rest of their life. So just make sure they have a positive feeling about English. That's the key thing with kids, young kids. Okay. Let's see what our next questions are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, this is an interesting question. Sebas Sorenas asks, "How many VIP members do you have? We have VIP uh, at ACC it's combined, which basically is the same program. Uh, around 2,000, 2,000 at the moment, and the, you know it kind of goes up and down, but around 2,000. Uh-huh. Okay, here's a great and extremely difficult question." Bay Ramanank says, how can we deal with people who are rude, low energy, (laughs) etc. Well, that's a question people have been asking for thousands of years. (laughs) I don't know. Good question. I generally avoid them as my approach. I just choose not to be around those kinds of people whenever possible. I ignore them when I can as well, if I can't avoid them, then I ignore them. Uh, and I have to say, in my life, I'm not really forced to be around people like that very much. I mean, because I've, you know, I've deliberately chosen not to have rude people around me. Rude is, is you know, rude, insulting. I, I refuse to be around people like that for any length of time. You know, it might happen. Like, you know, I'm in San Francisco, and it happens on the street sometimes. And sometimes, you know, when I'm when I'm patient, I'll just mm, ignore them. Sometimes I'll be a little more assertive about it, yell something back if I'm in a bad mood. But generally, I just avoid them. Um, but but in my actual day-to-day life, um, you know, in terms of work. I just don't have those kind of people in my life. I don't have rude people in my life. My family members aren't rude. Um, my best friends aren't rude. My friends in general aren't rude. Low energy is a more challenging one. That is something that I deal with because I do have family members who are low energy. And again, it just depends on the situation. You know, How do you deal with someone who's low energy? It depends on... Well, first of all, you do you need to deal with them? You know, so, as for example, family members, uh, it can be tough, but and I, at first, I tried to motivate them and and then I finally just realized that um, it, their life is their own, and I can certainly try to encourage them and be positive. But if I try too much, then I'm just bothering and harassing them. That's not good for them. It doesn't make them happier. It makes me more frustrated. So I just, I've learned to be more patient and to accept that they're just not as energized or motivated as I am. And that's okay. And I just need to accept them as they are, appreciate them as they are. And that's the best approach to have. You know, lead by example. So I'm saying I, I don't like this idea of you know trying to to constantly pressure and manipulate and push people all the time. Instead, mostly lead by example, by showing by by just by acting with high energy and enthusiasm in a positive way. And then you inspire other people to do the same. Will you inspire everybody to th- do the same? No. There will always be people who will not respond, but that's always the case in life. Now the most difficult situation like this would be someone who's rude or low energy that for some reason you're forced to work with. For example, a job situation. That's the toughest. You know, if you're on a a, on a team in a job and you got people on your team who are low energy and unmotivated or even rude and difficult, that's tough. And again you can lead by example as much as possible. And you can try lots of leadership techniques and methods, but eventually my my approach would be just to find a better team, maybe within the same company. You can, you know, be a top performer yourself, be high energy, be highly motivated, show that, and you're going to make a difference. Even if you have to do extra work or more work for a while, yes, that's... That's not pleasant when you're doing a lot of work on your team and other people are not. But it's all right because eventually others will notice this. And then you can transfer, transfer to another department or go to a different company. Start looking for other positions in your own company or in a different company and find a better situation. It's just, it doesn't pay in life to be around rude, difficult people all the time. Uh, so you know, if someone's just a little bit that way, and maybe they're just having a tough time, then you can inspire them, especially through your own actions and by encouraging them. But if someone's just like that in a very deep way, and you and and you've got several of those people on your team, you need a new team. And this happens in sports all the time, right? When when a a, a, a team that's bad that's just horrible, and a new a really good coach comes in. The coach looks at that team, and the, the people on that team who are just terrible, who have horrible attitudes, what do they do? They cut them, they get rid of them. They're gone. So if you're the boss, fire them. They're gone. And then they start bringing in people with more enthusiasm, more discipline, and then the coach keeps the people who, who he can help, who actually will respond. So you have to choose on a, you know, case by case. Don't waste all your energy on people who don't want to be helped. My motto as a teacher always was that I only teach people who want to learn. If someone doesn't want to learn, I'm not going to try to force them to learn. They're free to live their life as they want, and they must suffer the consequences. It's their choice. Okay. Let's see what else. (laughs) Okay. Um, this is interesting. BZ Alexon again. Um, my children study in school where they must learn grammar, tenses, and all that. Must I help them with it? You know, the thing I would tell your children about that is just to be clear with them that okay, this is something that the school requires. And to get a decent grade, you need to, you know, just memorize this stuff. Do it on the test, and then you can forget it. And you can just be honest with them. Say, you know, honestly, this is not going to help you speak English well. It's not your fault that you can't speak English because this method doesn't work. So just I would just be tell them that and say, if you really want to learn to speak English, then you need to you know, follow the effortless English method. You need to focus on listening to easy English. And you know, just teach them the seven rules. Tell them, say, if if this if you really want to speak it, you have to follow these seven rules and use this method, or something like it. So the these, this, the tenses and the grammar and all that—it's just for school. It's just for grades. You know, it, they might as well learn in life that school and the real world are totally different, and that all the bullshit <laughs> that they have to do in school probably isn't going to help them very much in real life. I think it's better that they are, that they understand that and it, that adults are honest about that because they'll figure it out as they get older. They're going to know that anyway, so they'll respect you more as a parent if you just tell them this is the way it is, so you have to deal with it. So that's what I would do. If, if my kid was stuck in a school learning that stuff, I would just explain, I'm sorry, this is the way it is, but you're going to... The only way to learn things in life and truly get useful skills is through independent learning. That's the lesson they need to learn. That some teacher in a school is never going to give them what they need in life to succeed. It's their responsibility to find that themselves outside of school. Give them that message, and if if they're motivated, they'll act on it. Okay... Uh, Okay, let's go to some more questions, shall we? A few more questions. So again, on Twitter. Let me just go through, make sure I'm getting, not missing too many. Okay, let's see. But again, good. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a good question, because this is a good one. I like it, because it's not only about English. Uh, Barbell again uh, says, uh, where will you start your pilgrimage on the uh, Camino de Santiago? And what's the main reason for doing it? Okay, I talked in the last episode, episode 4, that, about um, doing this pilgrimage. Pilgrimage is a... Uh, well, traditionally, a pilgrimage is a, is a journey that has a religious or spiritual uh, reason for it. There are uh, many. For example, Hindus you know might go to Varanasi. Muslims go to Mecca. Uh, Buddhists might go to Bagaya. Uh, and there's one in um, Spain called El Camino de Santiago, the Way of Santiago, the Road of Santiago. And it's old. It's a few thousand years old. It's actually, it's become, a. it, it was a Christian, still is, a Christian pilgrimage, but it's actually even older than Christianity. And more recently it's become... While there certainly are are serious uh, Christian pilgrims who do it, it's also become kind of more open, and lots of you know non Christians are doing it as well. So there was a movie I mentioned, The Way, uh, that is about this pilgrimage, this journey, and a book by Paulo Coelho. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name right. Brazilian writer, called The Pilgrimage. It's also about that he did this pilgrimage and he wrote a book about it and it's a good book so you should read it you can get it in English and it's uh, not too difficult to read so my good friend Joe so my two friends two best friends are Kristen and Joe from Learn Real English and Joe recently called me and said hey actually emailed me and said Let's do the Camino de Santiago. It's about 30 to 40 days of walking. and Let's do it. It sounds like a fun adventure. And uh, I like these kind of adventures. My wife and I did something similar to this in Japan back in 2010, about the same length. and So I love it. I love doing backpacking and hiking trips like this. So I immediately said, hell yes, let's do it. All right. So we're planning to do it. Looks like we'll do it in the spring of next year. We're planning it now. And this pilgrimage actually has several different trails you can follow. There's kind of a main one that's most common and popular, but there are different starting points. It's a little more varied. So we'll we haven't talked about exactly which one we're doing, but I think probably do the I think it's called the French route which is the most common, the most popular one, the most traditional one. You start on the Spanish border, actually inside France, and I can't remember the name of the town right now, but, yeah, sorry, I can't remember the name. But anyway, you start in France, and then you walk over the Pyrenees Mountains, and then you walk all the way across northern Spain until you get to the town of Santiago. And you stop, and you can stay in little dorms, or churches along the way. What's my main reason for doing this? Uh, I would say my two main reasons are health, fitness. It's it's kind of an excuse for me to train physically and to get stronger. We're walking, you know, 20 miles a day or something with a backpack. And so that's great. Getting outdoors for a, over a month, walking every day. That sounds fantastic to me. And then the second reason I'm doing it is—it's uh, really about friendship. So it's really just to do something with Joe. I think it'll be a good experience to uh, to do this with Joe. Challenging experience because Joe and I, in fact, are super different. <laughs> Our personalities are almost opposite. So <laughs> Joe and I sometimes <laughs> butt heads because we're so different. Um, but it'll be—it'll be nice. It'll be nice to do this with you know one of my best friends. So. That's the reason for me. Joe, I'm not sure why Joe's doing it. I think probably for adventure and social. I think he likes the social aspect of it a lot. This, this journey that lots of people are doing. You know, it's this tradition that's over a thousand years old. So a lot of people do this journey. So as you're walking this pilgrimage day after day, walking, 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 you know, you're, you're meet you're going to meet all of these other people who are doing the same thing, who are on the same journey. And uh Joe is very, very, very outgoing and social and extroverted. I think he will especially enjoy that. I will like that a little bit. <laughs> Too much of that is not so fun for me. I, I like a little more quiet. I'm a little more introverted. I'm a lot more introverted. This is one of our big differences, Joe and I. But anyway, I think it's going to be an interesting experience. I'll certainly talk more about it as we are getting closer and as we're planning for it and training for it. Okay. Ah, and speaking of, Sebaserana says, I remember you mentioned you were learning Spanish. Um, So, uh, (laughs) yes, I've been learning Spanish (laughs) for little tiny bits of time for a long time. Sadly, my pattern with Spanish is usually that I'll study it for about a month and then I'll just stop (laughs) and then I'll go because I get busy and distracted by by other things and the simple truth is that um, I'm just not highly motivated to do it I just have other projects which are far more interesting to me so this however the Camino will be a good motivation to improve my Spanish a bit more my Spanish is at a high beginner level I would say which means I can communicate uh, extremely slowly Uh, and kind of, you know, basic everyday necessities, like eating and accommodation and that kind of thing. By no means fluent, that's for sure. Uh, Have I learned it with the same method? No, see, this is part of my problem. I learned Spanish in high school for a couple years. And, uh, however, I will be listening more. I've listened to a few of Oscar's lessons. Of unlimited Spanish he is using our same method to teach Spanish and I'll be going through the rest of his lessons uh, prior to the Camino so I'll let you know how it goes but I'm sure I've, the ones I've listened to so far they're excellent if you want to learn Spanish unlimited Spanish dot com good place to do it Oscar is one of our uh, Effortless English crew and now he's teaching Spanish with our methods so he's a great guy great lessons. He's got two courses, one starting from total beginner and one more at the high beginner level, like my level. So if you've had a little bit of Spanish, you might do the high beginner one. And if you have no Spanish, then start with the beginning level. UnlimitedSpanish.com. Okay, let's see. More questions. Any other questions? Let's take a look. See if I can see anything interesting here. (laughs) <laughs> All right, Ryuchi, who we met in uh, Barcelona, Spain, who's from Japan, says, uh, I, I should ask my wife this because she'll give you the real honest answer. Do you have a good method to make yourself calm when you are angry? <laughs> She's shaking her head. <laughs> what do I do when I get angry? Do I, How do I calm down? <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm at home, I just I usually I usually curse and yell a little bit. And then I I my my pattern with anger is that um I usually just get it out quickly and then it's gone. So um I just if I'm angry at someone and it's in a situation where it's not appropriate to communicate it. You know, if I'm out in public or I need to, it's a business situation or something, I just, you know, I just just keep it, keep myself calm and disciplined and, you know, follow, follow the code, basically. And then I usually deal with anger, then, privately when I'm away from the situation and then I might, you know, goddammit <laughs> or I'll talk to my friends about it, you know, talk to my wife, talk to my friends about it. Oh yeah, you know, and then it's out and then I'm usually done. And then gone. So kind of quick to get it out and then I'm calm down and then move on is my pattern. So you know there there, there are many different ways to uh you know to handle things like that. Uh, I think it is helpful to deal with it, not just ignore it. You do have to deal with it at some point, whether that means you know sitting and meditating and really focusing on that energy of anger and and the feelings and why you're angry. Uh, I think writing helps me a lot with anger. That's probably my best technique. Is I you know I write in a journal I mentioned every day. A lot of that, most of the time now, what I do when I write in my journal is just is just ideas, creative ideas coming up about effortless English or whatever but at other times of my life when i was younger i certainly was more angry and i would just you know write about it in my journal ah! and, and just get it out get out those feelings and the thoughts and figure out why was i angry what can i do about it so i'd just write and write and write i i find it's better to do it privately because otherwise you can make some bad decisions when you're if you if you take actions and make important decisions when you're angry it's not a good idea because usually they're bad decisions So, yeah. So that's my my thoughts my quick thoughts on ang- anger okay what else do we got? okay so this here's a good question because I don't know the answer to it uh, Bayrong Behi AJ please answer what does this idiom mean To pop on someone. I have no idea. I've never heard of that. To pop on someone. Hmm. Don't know. I have never heard that. So, (laughs) I would need to see the whole uh, kind of context, the whole situation. I'm sure I would understand what it means from, from the full sentence or paragraph. But just the phrase i don't it's not a common American idiom it's not it's not something commonly used but to my knowledge. so never heard of that okay oh uh-huh. so many questions. I'll go a little longer today and answer a few more of your questions. Why not? because I'm awake as I drink coffee today, so <laughs> what else am I going to do? Watch a movie? Okay, let's see. Uh, this is a good question because this is a, it's a tricky question. Um, Maddie Molly says, is it necessary to have a, like a specific target or goal while learning English? Hmm. You know, goals are, and targets like that can be useful, but they can also be a problem. So, let me tell you the kind of goals I think are useful. I think effort goals are useful, but not performance goals. A performance goal might be something like, um, you know, I will get a certain score on the TOEFL exam next month. That creates a lot of stress and pressure, which may help if it's really necessary, but often just give creates too much stress and then it makes you just hate English and stop enjoying it. So long term, I think those kind of goals burn you out. They make you stressed and stressed and stressed and they actually are harmful to your long term success. An effort goal, I feel, is more useful. What's an effort goal? An effort goal is something like, I will listen to English one hour every day. Now, that's a goal. It, it's not about performance, it's not, you know, you don't have to be good. You can be good, you can be bad, you can be beginner, you can be tired, you can be energized. It doesn't matter. It's just a time goal. One hour a day, I'll listen to English. You can keep track of that very easily. Every day, you can write down how many minutes you listen to English. You could even put it on a spreadsheet and chart it and see your average time per day. Something like that. I do those kind of goals. I find those kind of goals are more motivating. Because, yeah, they're, they're, it's just putting the time in. They're, it's about building a habit. Those goals help you build a positive habit. And some days you'll be tired and not feel uh, like doing much. But you can, you know, you, may, you just listen for one hour even if you're tired. Uh, and you still did it. You reached your goal. And if you don't reach your goal, eh, you can relax. And maybe if an hour is too tough, maybe just make it easier. 30 minutes a day and then later you can change it to one hour. Those kind of goals about your your effort like how long you'll do something or I will read 10 pages in an English novel every day those kind of goals I find are the most useful because they're they're simple and they're more enjoyable there's much less stress about them. Okay let's see... Ah our good friend Rogbeer's (laughs) Dillon is the Twitter name uh, in India with uh, with the super kids He says my kids are enjoying Everett's English Power the VIP course and they are improving fast what do they need to do for French I don't know Um, for French I mean the same basic method would work for French of course but I don't I can't specifically recommend a course in French that uses the effortless English method. Um, If they liked it, you could possibly try Rosetta Stone in French. It's, you know, it's not cheap. Uh, I personally found Rosetta Stone got boring quickly for me, but some people like it, so you could try that. Same is true for Pimsleur. Pimsleur French. uh, I like Pimsleur. I get bored with Pimsleur after maybe a month or two, but but that's okay uh, because I find if you get like one or two of the courses, you know, the thirty-day courses in Pimsleur, it's a good beginning for a language. It's only thirty minutes per day. If if you know English, then it's quite you know. I, I used Pimsleur to get to get kind of. Basic survival skills in a language. So I've used it for Japanese and Spanish, yeah, Japanese and Spanish, and Italian, which my Italian's gone now, but I still have a little bit of Japanese and Spanish. So I got uh, some of that, a good a lot of that from Pimsler and then added some vocabulary. Those will be my recommendations for French. Uh, beyond that, I don't really know for French. Okay, let's see, let's see, find, oh okay, here's <laughs> Charlie, whose Twitter name is Nuckchorus, <laughs> Chorus <Nukchuris> too, <laughs> uh, funny, which is a joke about Chuck Norris, the karate dude, Um, he says, if I'm inspired, I can write a short theme song, I don't know when, I'm really busy at the moment, rock on. Yes, please do. So I would love it. That would be great. <laughs> so if, if you've if you got the time, write a little theme song for a show. That would be great. You might even work with Daniel, who is Danielle, who's a professional musician who played with one of the members of Iron Maiden, in fact. He's from Brazil. Uh, so you guys could write one together. Wah! In fact, something along the lines of an Iron Maiden song would be really good. <laughs> something high energy. All right. Uh, cool. Okay, uh, a couple more questions, and then time to go. All right, what do we got here? Hong FT is the Twitter name. So I'm using your program, and actually I sometimes get bored with the vocabulary lessons. So can I skip them after two or three times of listening? Yeah, you can. That's the one lesson you can skip after a couple times. That's totally fine. Um, do not skip the mini-stories. Do not skip the point-of-view stories. Do not skip the main lessons. Do not skip the commentaries. But vocabulary, yeah, you can skip that. You, I mean, Listen to it a few times, but once you know it, once you know that vocabulary lesson fairly well, you don't have to listen to that every day. That's, that's the one that is kind of optional. In fact, that's why in the VIP program, there is no vocabulary lesson. I just let you learn the vocabulary more naturally it out from context and situation or using a quick online dictionary if you need to. But yeah, the, the vocabulary one is kind of an, is a, a bonus just to get you started with that lesson set so you understand everything. And then once you understand the vocabulary lesson, put it aside, focus on the other ones. The same with the text, right? It's the same idea with the text. When you start a new lesson set, use the text if you need it, if, you, if you're not understanding something, use the text, You know, use the vocabulary lesson, and once you kind of got that understanding, then you you can just stop using the text, stop using the vocabulary lesson, and just focus on those other audio lessons, because those are the important ones to keep doing every single day. For at least seven days, more is better. Okay. It's <laughs> a good question because it's, it's funny because my wife ties Ty's Ciara says, when you finish this episode, show us your wife. Ask her to say hello to us. <laughs> Someone wants to see you. <laughs> she doesn't want me to. <laughs> she said, I already told her. I said, I'm, I'm going to put you on the show today. And she got mad and said no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? No? no. Not today? Not today. Next, yeah. Maybe next time? Next time, yeah. All right. She feels uh, shy because she's dressed really casually and at home right now. Cuz she's going to bed soon. So. so maybe next week tomorrow I can give a say hello on the show. <laughs> uh, all right. All right, I think this is going to be it. One more question. Type your questions. I'm going to choose the most interesting one. Let's see, do you think understanding you live is more than beginner? Well, that sounds a good question. Maya Glasher, number one, says, Do you think understanding you live right now is more than beginner? Yeah, definitely. If you understand me now, watching this show, you've listened to me over an hour now, hour and 20 minutes. Um, And if you understand, you know, 90% of what I'm saying, You are definitely more than a beginner. You are intermediate or higher. A beginner would not be understanding me or would be struggling to understand. would be missing a lot of what I was saying. So, yeah, you're definitely higher than beginner listening to this. So feel good about that. That's good. That's more than most people. Most people can't listen to a native speaker speaking, even me, uh, for an hour and 20 minutes and understand most of it. So you're doing well already. That's good news of course we want to continue improving never ending improvement i know that that's what you want you're part of the effortless english club that's how you think that's how i think too so that's good news but but always remember that you're you're doing all right now which is good all righty i think that's it i'll answer a few more questions typing on twitter but i think that's all so let me just summarize again at the end of the show how to continue improving and just give give a Overview of the Effortless English system. So most people start with our free Effortless English course, free email course, effortlessenglishclub.com slash the number seven rules, slash seven rules. Or go to our website, effortlessenglishclub.com, click newsletter, or there's a little box there. You can enter your email anywhere on the site. So that's free, you get, you learn about the seven rules, which is our English learning method, English teaching method, and then you'll continue getting some more emails about our PIP program, about psychology, the Effortless English engine, all the basic ideas of the system. That's where most people start. The next level that I call members, that's when you join one of our courses, you buy one of our courses. Power English, is probably the good, the best starting course that's sold on our homepage, effortlessenglishclub.com. We also have Learn Real English, learnrealenglish.com. That's myself and uh, my friends Kristen and Joe, and it's a, it's a, it's more advanced. It's it's a higher level. It's more difficult for most people than Power English, but it's real English. It's more casual English. Uh, it's conversations between the two of them and then sometimes with me too. And then for business English, we have business english conversations.com. Businessenglishconversations.com. So if you're specifically interested in business English, that's a good one to get. That's myself and my father made those lessons, made that course. And finally we have the VIP program. And VIP, Vision, Inspiration, Persistence. And this is really for the most motivated learners. Most motivated English learners. And it's it's a double program. It focuses on leadership and on English learning. So it's a little more advanced simply because there is no vocabulary lesson. So you have to learn the vocabulary by listening to me, by context, a little more independent learning with the VIP program. And it's definitely more about the psychology of leadership and changing yourself to be stronger, more confident, more positive, more of a leader. In your community, in your family, etc. and in our community. And that's again for our most motivated members the VIP program. Those are the Effortless English programs, you know, start anywhere you want, really. Um, You can combine them if you like. Some people will do two at one time. They might get Power English and Learn Real English. and Alternate lessons, one from each. Kind of helps because it's more variety. Some people get Power English and add VIP to it. Some people get VIP and then get Power English later. It's up to you. All right. All right, so let's close it out. Time to close it. It's time to finish. Once again, live our code, our mission, our values. You know, the code, the mission, and the values live because of you. Our community, our family is growing because of you. And really, you now are the true leaders of Effortless English. I do my best to lead and to inspire, you know, with these videos, with the courses, However, I need your help. I need your help to you know attract and tell your friends about effortless English. Your positive friends if your friends are complaining all the time, maybe you don't invite them to effortless English. <laughs> but for people who are positive enthusiastic about life and they want to learn English, you know what kind of person fits effortless English. I encourage you to invite them um, I encourage you to on Twitter you know send out tweets to your followers and tell them about Effortless English. Link to our Effortless English show or link to the website. Do the same on Facebook. You know, really, I'm relying on you. But beyond that, beyond just telling, you know, tweeting and posting links, what I really rely on you to do is to be a leader in our community, like Bell has been, like Julia has been, where maybe it's on Twitter, maybe it's on Facebook, maybe it's on our VIP site, or one of our our Power English site, that you, you post positive comments to other members. Encourage them. You know, just a little compliment to someone. Or if someone has a success, sometimes I'll post a success story. You know, someone will send me something on Twitter saying, oh, I got a good score on my English test. If I post that, we'll send them... Send that person a reply, and tell them congratulations. Show them you care. Little things like that. I appreciate you showing me that you care. You do that every day, and I like getting those comments. It's really nice. It motivates me as a coach. So I appreciate that. But also do that with each other. Do it with other crew members, members, VIP members, whatever, of Effortless English so that we make our community more and more special, more and more strong, where we really live this mission. All right, so you can always find me at EffortlessEnglishClub.com, and, of course, my Twitter page, AJHogue, at AJHogue for Twitter. All right, I will see you. Are we going to be here next Sunday? Tonight, yeah, we'll be here next Sunday. So next Sunday. Oh, you're not here? You're going to your family's? But I will be, right? Because I'm coming the next day. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I will be here uh, next Sunday, same time, for episode number six of the Effortless English show. See you then. Have a great week. Bye for now.